I'm Lainey, and I'm Laura and we are Steel Magnolias, two sisters who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Well, it's the week of love, yes, Valentine's is. week, and more importantly, Sweetheart's week on Wheel of Fortune. Do, 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 do. Sweetheart's week on Wheel of Fortune is right. So I am here with one of the contestants from last night's show. Do, 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 do. Yes. Miss Laura Beth, tell us about this wild adventure, this experience, and how it all came to be. This is so random. So, yeah, we, my husband and I, had the chance to be on Wheel of Fortune, the Sweethearts Week. So we got to play as a team together. So funny. And we um, never thought that, you know, (laughs) we would actually be on this show. I mean, I I wouldn't say never thought, but it really is one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that... Is very unique. So we went out when Nashville had a wheelmobile event in October. We went out for the audition to the fairgrounds. To here the fairgrounds, in our city. which at the time I was like, that doesn't feel right for Wheel of Fortune, a slick television show, to uh-huh. be having auditions out at the Nashville fairgrounds. Yet at the same time, it felt so right. It's America's show. For America's show. And what is more American than a fairground? That's right. So we went out and it was a cattle call. I mean, there were <laughs> so many people that came out and we wrote our names down, filled out this little application, and they were very clear from the beginning. You know, they're going to pull names at random. And you're going to come up and play a little speed round. And they wanted high, high energy. Yes. And they wanted you to play the game well, but they really wanted high energy. And see your personality and why they should pick yes. you, right? Yeah. So we we did we did it everything, you know, in the process that they asked us to. Waited for the news team to come out to start drawing names and... I was second the, name drawn. I was the second name drawn. Unreal. And I don't know. I'm terrible at guessing numbers. I would say between 500 and 1,000 people were probably there. In attendance. In attendance. to get names pulled. And then my husband was like the 44th. Yeah, he was in the top 50. So I mean, in the they, first 50 They names. had 50 people that they, you know, groups of five or six that they had coming up at a time, playing a speed round, introducing themselves in front of this big crowd and... Yeah, so of of Love the it. fifty people, we were two at random. So we we were intent intending to audition as individuals. Yes, and so when we got a call back to come and audition again at a ballroom in downtown Nashville, we told them like, "Hey, just I don't know if we need to tell you this, but you know we are married, so <laughs> that's probably needed to be noted or something." Oh yeah, that's good to know. So we went through this three hour intensive audition in downtown Nashville, which was fun. It's just draining because they want you on, you know, for a solid three hours and they want you really quick and playing the game. And you had to do a written test as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Five minute written test. It was, um, different categories Uh and that was an interesting thing too, because it took me a while before my brain started really clicking. Okay. Because you're not used to doing the puzzles as written. You're used to it being true, proactive, and you're guessing letters. And, and 
Yeah, as they come up, you're getting time to think about it. This so, is oops. just in your face, boom, here's a whole bunch it of puzzles. It was kind of like the bonus round. Like, okay. these are the letters. This oh, is gotcha. all you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, but I've been a lifetime wheel watcher. I used to watch with our mom growing mm, she up. Loves she it. loves Wheel of Fortune. Pat Sajak is from Nashville. That's right. He, used he was to be, our weatherman. Yeah, he was on the news here. He actually, if anyone that's listening is a native Nashvilleian, uh, we had a news anchor named Dan Miller, and yeah. he has since passed, but at the time, uh, I don't know, the 70s or 80s, sometime around there, he, Dan Miller and Pat Sajak, I think were good friends, and ended up even doing a little variety show in L.A. when Pat oh, really? first moved away, that. and then, um, I don't know if it just didn't do good or if it wasn't a fit, Dan Miller came back here and then did more news anchoring here okay. in Nashville. I but liked him. Just lots of, you know, it's fun to have little history That's bits right. and pieces uh, along the way. But yeah, we got uh, we got through the Nashville auditions, got an email in December saying they're going to throw us in this massive pool of people and that they'd maybe consider both of us, and okay. which was funny because when we were at the Nashville auditions and they knew that we were married, at one point they were like, We'd like to see how you do together. As a team. And, and we did horrible. Did not go so well. <laughs> we ran all over each other. We have never practiced as a team. Didn't know who was calling the letter. You know, it's just messy. See, it shows that in all things and as a team, you have to have good communication. You do. <laughs> and on the spot and with people barking or- orders at you, it was yeah. a little difficult. Yeah. So we did make it through and we got our letter in December, saying that we were a potential candidate, and then in January... But didn't they say, like, we'll put you in the pool of contestants for up to two years? Right. So it, then, even then, you were thinking... Could be oh, any time. Yeah. Well, we may or may could, not be Could be a year this. from now, two yeah. years from now. Yeah. So we were pretty shocked when, just a few weeks later, we got an email asking us to be out there in January. Wow. Fun. So we taped. Tape day was pretty stressful. It's just a long day. Yeah. And although you're really excited, your nerves are just all over the place. I'm sure. Like you want to play the game, but yet you're getting nervous as the day goes on. You're you're hearing more logistical pieces of legal pro- pieces, production, legal pieces. When we got our studio tour, that was cool. Vanna White came out. Oh, she had just gotten to the studio, so she was not made up at all. Okay, just, you know, freshly getting to the studio in her just wet hair and oh, that's uh, cute. No makeup and just was so so gracious to come out and be, you know encourage us and just she was like I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be such a great day for you guys. Aww. You're you're in for such a great opportunity and. It is a unique experience, it that's is. for sure. Yeah, so she she was wonderful. Did not meet Pat Sajak until national television saw me met, meet okay. Pat Sajak. So there was uh, no rehearsing with him, but we did have lots of rehearsal, including spinning the wheel. They wanted everybody to practice spinning the wheel. And, and you said it was heavy. It is so heavy. They say it's like 2,400 pounds, which seems weird because it's very small. It was like five feet in diameter. But yet that heavy. So, again, I think if anyone has been around a studio or seen a set, everything looks so much bigger Uh on television. And I would say the set didn't really surprise me as much as just that wheel. The size of the wheel. The wheel was very surprising. So... We, um, you know, we had fun. We met lots of couples from all over the country, some Southerners, um, and just 
I don't know. What do you say about an experience on a game show? Like, it's just... I just think it's so fun that that's something... Literally, everybody knows of that show, whether or not they watch it, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah. I have a... Um, student that used to live with me that's from China and she's now in college up in Massachusetts and she's going to be watching like that's something a connect point with any person yeah is yeah. a yes. show like that yeah. that's yeah. a national I would say show. I would say Pat Sajak was born for that role I wow. mean he is so quick wit yes he is he's so encouraging every commercial break i mean he was just really trying to put us at ease okay. making making like laughter but also just giving us a heads up of you know philip you're going to be philip and laura beth you're going to be starting the next round you know just making sure making we knew, sure everybody knew what, was what, what to expect okay. and that yeah I, I don't know that i don't know if that comes across as much as i felt on television i i see his wit on television mm-hmm. but even behind the scenes, I was like, he's really yeah, he good quick. at his job. He's quick-witted for sure. And, and clearly enjoys it so much. And he should. He's been doing it a, a long time. time. And a I think nice he, living. I think he makes a pretty penny. So yeah. does Vanna. So yeah. we... Um, I always have wondered, does Vanna get to keep some of those clothes? Like, I wonder if they, you know, either give her yeah. any of that or if they would make her a great deal on... You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like everything she wears, but she certainly gets to wear some beautiful things. I loved the gown she was wearing when we taped. Okay. It was, it reminded me of that gown Rosemary Clooney wears (gasps) in White Christmas. Yes. It wasn't velvet. Uh Uh-huh. But you know that's a dream dress for me. Like I've told mom I want her to make me a dress. It was that that cut and and flared at the bottom. It was gorgeous. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get to talk to her much. I didn't get to ask her if she gets to keep her dresses. And if I would have thought and remembered that she's from South Carolina, yes. I would have also have asked her some questions about the South and if she misses it. Cause she's been in LA for a long time. Yeah. So I don't know how much she comes back to visit, but would, oh, I'm man. sorry. If I was living in LA, I would miss South Carolina all the more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next week is Nashville week. Uh, on Wheel of Fortune. So and they'll make been, it look like that they're here, but really they were here a while back. Isn't that correct? Pat and Vanna were here a while back. Yeah, they've come and, they, you know, they, I think they were at the Sound Stadium, or I don't think, I know they were at the Sound Stadium doing some promos this summer yeah, yeah. during the baseball season. So and cute. they just went and That's yeah, I think they ate some hot chicken. Yeah, and, did yeah. the Nashville stuff. So Nashville residents will have friends and family on next week as well. So So, it was really fun. I'm so glad I got to do it. Definitely recommend if you have a love of a game show, go try out to be on it because it's a wild and fun experience. So we wanted to share and we will continue to share about an exciting um, reinvent of a movie that's coming out in theaters of an old classic. Um, Ultimate Southern movie. So, Gone with the Wind was announced that it will be back in theaters February 28th and March 3rd. So, it's just those two nights from our friends at Fathom Events. Yes. And this is to celebrate the 80-year 80 80 yep. year anniversary of this film that's set on the eve of the Civil American Civil War. And... We will probably spend some time next week doing a little bit more of a divulgence of all things Gone with the Wind. Because I'd like to do do that. I think that'd be fun to do. But we actually will even be doing some um, 
probably some ticket giveaways Yay! and um, some fun things around the film. So we wanted to make sure that everybody knows that Gone with the Wind will be back in theaters. You can check out fathomevents.com and search for a theater close to you. And I do hope that you'll make so that a priority exciting. to go. Now, it's a long commitment. It is, it is a four-hour movie, but it's so worth it. It's there's so an intermission. It. Yeah. It's a short intermission. It's literally enough just for a bathroom break. But it that's a perfect movie to see in theaters. Yeah. So. I've seen it in a theater before. Yeah. And it's pretty special yeah. to watch. And just, if you want to commit to that and really get some epic Southern um idea of what southern life was yeah at least from the plantation aspect it wasn't everybody's southern life but sure um such a great movie yeah so yeah we'll talk more about that next week and in the coming weeks leading up to the 28th when it's in theaters but mark your calendars and check out fathom events if you would like to find a theater near you yeah all right so here we are in february and it is the season of Carnival. Carnival, yes. <laughs> so we have been munching on some king cake. That's right. And we wanted to spend some time talking about Mardi Gras. And the reason I said Carnival to begin with is just Start. just in researching this is yeah. when I started to get some clarity on... The difference. There is a difference. There's a difference. So I, technically, Carnival refers to the period of feasting and fun that begins on January the 6th. Okay. Yep. Which is the Feast of the Epiphany. And it ends on Mardi Gras, which means Fat Tuesday. And that's the final day of revelry before Ash Wednesday when Lent begins. Okay. So that kind of gives you what each of those means. But just for if you were if you were an actual local in um, New Orleans, in the New Orleans area, Carnival is going to refer to that full season sure okay they would say mardi gras is two weeks long oh okay and mardi gras day is what they call fat tuesday so that's what a local would would likely say and mardi gras literally means fat tuesday Tuesday. like that's the french translation so that's you know the, the biggest celebration day because lent starts the next day so ash wednesday where people are going to give up things right Fast make sacrifices, food sacrifice, you know, sacrifice different foods they'll be giving up or different things for 40 days. So it's actually kind of messed up a little bit in a way of like just the overindulgence, get everything at, you know, absolute binge before giving up something. That's yeah. Kind of. (laughs) That goes against so much of what like the healthy personal coaches in America are saying that we need balance. We need work-life balance. We need dietary balance. This is the opposite of that. This is just, yeah. Overindulgence to the full and then lay it down. Yeah. 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 Well, um, should we talk about, let's see, what, what should we go into first? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, about knowledge. I don't know what even people would want to know. I, I was kind of just wanting to know, like, when when did this start in New Orleans? That's a good place to start. In New Orleans, it started in uh, 1857. Okay, but I think this goes ago. even back to medieval Europe. Sure. Yeah. So, 17th, 18th century. Yeah. So it's... 
probably roots are more there, but you would see carnival celebrations all over the world. I know Rio de Janeiro has a huge carnival. Yep. So I studied in Spain and was there in, I was in Barcelona during carnival and saw tons of celebrations. Okay. It's just, um, I felt like everything was just larger than life, you know? I mean, everything. If it's a balloon, it's a seven foot tall (laughs) balloon. You know, if it's streamers, it's the biggest streamers you've ever seen. So yeah, Carnival is, um, definitely more than a New Orleans based celebration. And I guess I, a long time ago, used to think of Whatever word you were using, carnival, Mardi Gras, I thought it was a one-day thing. I did, too. I just yeah. thought on that Fat Tuesday, that was, exactly. that was it. But um, one of my first experiences in talking to somebody who was from Louisiana when I was in college, she was saying, oh, gosh, no, we got out of school for a week, and there's That's parades cool. for months, wow. different weekends, there's different parades, and... So this is a, a lengthy, <laughs> yeah, lot lengthier thing than I knew about. Um, well, the book that I was looking at says that the king cake, which is one of the foods that is very traditional and uh-huh. the one that we're having here today, um, it is usually served on January 6th, which okay. you were mentioning is the uh, the twelfth night or commemorates the it commemorates the day of the three wise men or the kings when they supposedly met. Jesus as a baby, uh-huh. which hence the baby, the baby goes in the, cake. in the cake and that's when they delivered their gifts. So we three Kings of Orient are bringing their <laughs> uh, gifts to the King, but it's eaten typically throughout the carnival season. Okay. So, so you would maybe get one on the January the 6th and eat it anytime. Throughout the process through, yeah. Of but the- you know, I found one here at a local bakery here in Franklin in February. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I, again, like you were saying, I would have thought I would have had to wait to the week of Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras to get a king cake, but that's not true at all. So, um, and a king cake just, um, yeah, go ahead. Kind of, it's, it's got the pretty colors of Mardi Gras. It's always going to have the purple, green, and gold coloring, but it tastes to me, I would describe it as a thickly iced cinnamon roll. I would too. Kind of a taste. Now, I had read that it should be more of like a sweet jelly roll, so I don't know if okay. some king cakes have that jelly consistency. I would you know that, that that ice cream that I brought over that was a Bluebell mm-hmm. uh, limited edition sort of tribute to Mardi Gras. It was it had like that fun um what do you call those little pieces? Oh, like fun like funketti? No, what is the I word? I think that is what they say, funketti or something okay. like that. But yeah, that was, I think, their way to get the color in there. Though, it just looked you? like birthday cake, though, yeah. to me. Yeah. And it did have the it cinnamon did have the flavor. flavor and- so I guess cinnamon is your prominent uh, ingredient. But the tradition usually is that you do f- get a little plastic baby. And this used to be in it, but now for choking hazards, it usually comes with it. Yeah. For you to- so the one I bought had it in the middle. Okay. And I was like, why is the baby in the middle of this cake? They were like, well, we can't actually put it in anymore. So I said, so what do people do? Just lift the frosting a little somewhere and then, re- you know, push it in and refrost it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I guess there's a tradition that whoever gets that has to. They're eat- supposed to. Bringing the king cake next year. Or host the party or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just a little fun 
fun. Tra- I love traditions. So I do too. Even when they're silly like that, just fun to keep up with. So, but yeah, this is a lengthy process. I mean, you would have different parades going on anytime from January to March. Yeah, well, pretty much every weekend you could find parades somewhere to go to in the that's New Orleans a area. A lot of that's cleanup. Amazing. That's what I'm thinking of. Isn't oh that gosh, silly? That's a lot imagine. of cleanup. And I really can't imagine from the Mardi Gras day. Oh yeah. Clean up. Yeah. That's a whole nother yeah, we won't. story. I could almost smell it. So let's yeah, not say let's it. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So we've got to discuss the difference between carnival and Mardi Gras. What else? Well, there's, um, one, one of the things I guess you could talk about is that there's different crew. Oh yeah. With like, a K. With a K. K-R-E-W-E crew. Um, organizations that there, I mean, there's hundreds of these privately funded organizations that have their own parade. So they're going to have a different, they're come up with their theme. They're going to come up with what they're going to throw from their, um, from their floats and things. And, uh, sometimes there's celebrities that are chosen to be on the float. And it's more than beads. There's so much, so many things they throw. There's, um, painted coconuts. There's, um, light up. Different toys yeah, coins and coins. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, all That's kinds of things. things. Well, a lot of this, you know, we're trying to paint the picture of kind of what it is. A lot of it turns to a more of a, <laughs> we'll call it debauchery. Debauchery sort of is a good word. Angle yes. um, in just the excess. And so I think if you have heard anything about uh, Mardi Gras and the beads, you know exactly what we're talking about. But the... The core of the celebration, I think, if I'm guessing correctly, could be more family-friendly if you got into the outskirts. Smaller places. Yeah. Well, think about that's with anything that's... That heart of Bourbon Street is already, even not on Mardi Gras, flooded with... Yeah, we've been down there. Inappropriate things happening everywhere. So, all the more on that day. Sure. So, but if you get... Yeah, further out to smaller parishes or something. There's going to be activity that's probably not quite so. Yeah, I just imagine a parade is going to naturally draw children. Sure. And so where do the families take the kids yeah, to I don't know see things? I would, yeah. So it's got to, if they do at all, yeah. they've got to be going further out to the neighbors One would hope. neighboring parishes and areas uh, way yeah. outside of New Orleans. So. I do have to say this though. One of I, I looked up a few different things that I found interest, you know, just interesting on um, about Mardi Gras, and this blew me away. The economic impact reports indicate that Mardi Gras generates over one billion dollars in annual spending. Billion. Now I don't know what all they're including in that. Is that airfare to get there? Is that maybe you know ticket? Some of these. Balls and things, I think, probably have ticket prices. So yeah. there's, I'm, I'm sure, quite a bit of different things that could be counted in that number. But a billion dollars, that's... That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's a legal holiday in Louisiana. So funny. And like I said, my friend said they got out of school for at least a week Yeah, for all the activity. And um, the city of New Orleans is not involved in coordinating any of these Mardi Gras parades. I thought that was interesting too. Their only involvement involvement is issuing parade permits, 
But it's these private crews uh-huh. that are putting all of this together and plan mapping out routes and that's a lot of funding. Yeah. To yeah. put on yeah. of private No kidding. Donations. And they do get some corporate sponsors and but that kind still of thing. somebody's but gotta go make those asks. That's right. And another thing I thought was fascinating was um I had seen a documentary at one point in time. I don't remember um when I saw this, but I looked up the company that it was about because I, I did remember this Kern Studios, K-E-R-N Studios. It was founded in 1932 as a float building company specifically for New Orleans Mardi Gras parades. Okay. Makes sense. But now they've gotten into all kinds of um, things that are kind of around that. They work with clients on a global scale to bring big ideas to life for parades, custom props, outdoor advertising, special events. Um, But I thought it was so funny because there were some recognizable things on their website, like the Chick-fil-A cow billboards. They do all of the cows and things for that. Yeah, because those are like three-dimensional. Exactly. And even some of the things you would see maybe in a, I don't know about like at Disney, but like where you see some of those Maybe I think one of the signs was like M and M's, and you know it's the animated M and M's, and they're three dimensional sure. and just wow. things like that. So they're making full time all these. Wow, they've gone beyond floats. Yes, so, all kinds of signage and things like that. So that's I thought cool. that was kind of fun to. Yeah, that's very cool. Hear more about that, and but yeah, you want to say? Well, or? I was going to mention. Some things that would be prevalent if you're throwing a Mardi Gras party. And I was going to start with the colors. Okay. So purple, green, and gold being the the primary colors of Mardi Gras. You had found something, I thought, where you had seen like where that came from. I did. It says it, it can be traced to the first Rex Parade in 1872. Um that the newspapers, I just think this is kind of cute, the newspapers of the day included a proclamation from the king of the carnival um, stating that balconies should be draped in purple, green, and gold. Unfortunately, the king of the carnival never said why, and apparently reporters of the day failed to follow up the omission. <laughs> so then, with in doing research on what the why of that was, the Rex founders believed that a king must have a kingdom, and a kingdom must have a flag. Okay. And since the United States, Great Britain, and France all had tricolor flags, they figured so should the flag that flew over carnival. All right. So... Still, why purple, green, and gold? Well, the royal purple seemed obvious that that's something that they would want to do. And then according to heraldry, you needed both metals and color. Oh, okay. So they felt like gold would be what would be obvious for a king. Um, And then according to the rules that determine coat of arms, there are only five acceptable color choices. Red, blue, purple, green, and black. So they believe that the first choice of the purple and the gold then left them with you would have to have purple, gold, and green or purple, gold, and black. Yeah. And that just seemed like the obvious pick. Okay. Purple, gold, and green. So that's that's what I had found in that. And then one other thing I just thought was really cute that um, it said, according to legend, Mardi Gras colors influenced the choice of school colors for art 
arch rivals LSU and Tulane University. They said that um, when LSU was deciding on its colors, the shops in New Orleans had stocked up on purple, green, and gold for the Mardi Gras season. LSU decided upon purple and gold and bought much of that, much of those supplies, and then Tulane bought much of the only remaining color green. I don't know if that's true, but I thought it was hilarious. Oh, SEC. We love the Southeastern Conference. Okay, well, yeah, so you got to start with your colors purple, green, and gold. For your decorations and theme. So, really. You can go two ways. You could go tacky or you could go formal. And I'm <laughs> yeah. saying that from a straight, uh, straight from a person that I talked to that lived in New Orleans that was on right on the coast that now um, does live in the South still, but is nowhere near New Orleans. So he still throws a party. He does it formal. It's okay. more of a black tie affair. Okay. So he sets a beautiful table, you know, keeping with the true colors, lots of masks, lots of feathered yeah. Items, uh-huh. feathered masks, boas. Uh-huh. Uh, there was even feathers in his table runner that he had. Okay. Lots of candles, um, accentuated gold with the um, flat, you know, the flatware. Okay. And just he, I mean, he's really New Orleans native. Yeah. So he's got different things to pull out that are very nice. But yeah, you could go tacky or you could go formal. You should probably um, stick with the theme if you're staying true. To the typical Fat Tuesday phrase, which is let the good times roll. Okay. <laughs> um, again, kind of a ode to let, you know. Overindulgence. Overindulgence. I know. I think of one of the biggest crews is the crew of Bacchus. And Bacchus, oh to me, goodness. just represents all things indulging. Yeah. So beads, of course, are a typical uh, party favor or party element. But there's also these doublons, doubloons, doubloons, doubloons. Mm-hmm. these coins. That would be like the coins, like aluminum or plastic coins. And I think children often in New Orleans will have books to collect their doubloons. In. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I would say that, you know, you could play up a lot of the... Um, French Quarter streets in terms of your decor, if you wanted to do more French themes, Fleur-de-Lis or, you know, um, Bourbon Street, St. Charles Avenue. Those are all big street names right there in that district. Um, If you're trying to stay classy, which, of course, I hope you are, (laughs) um, then you're probably going to want to plan a menu, which would be um, focused around probably some oysters. Spicy pecans. Let's see. I've also seen things like um, shrimp cocktail, just coastal, coastal things, sorts of things. Oysters, Rockefeller, red beans and rice. Yeah, I know a lot of the Those Creole are, celebrations have gumbo. Yeah, and- yeah. So I would probably say stick stick with a theme of New Orleans food. Yeah. You're throwing a party as well. We mentioned the king cake already. Bananas Foster would be another dessert option. And then, of course, whatever type of punch or, you know, cocktails or mocktails that you'd want to serve to go along with it. I think it would be fun to do one that played up the purple or green or gold. That's true. In your your punch or in your cocktail, even if it's just with the stir, you know, do something fun and festive in that way. Um, yeah, so that would be some different party, party ideas and themes. 
And then the only other thing I was thinking of that I, around Mardi Gras is there's the actual Mardi Gras balls, which are also, you were talking formal. It's a big deal, yeah. Those are f- more formal affairs where each crew would have a king and queen, and many of these are, are you know, quite fancy um, social events where the who's who would be invited. Yes. And it would include, you know, dining, dancing with yes. formal attire and... All of that sounds so fun to me. Um, but I think some of those even included some of the debutantes coming out. Oh. Um, you know, some of those balls included that in- invitation-only kind of thing sure. where society people are getting to see the up-and-coming young. So let us know if you have some fun way you celebrate. Or yeah. Or if you are attending this year or have attended. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a lover of New Orleans, but have no desire to be there at that time of year. Just a little too too wild for my blood. But March 5th would be the day, if I'm not sure if we said that or not, of actual actual Fat Tuesday. Yeah, Fat Tuesday. So you have some time to plan or even throw together a last minute party, even. That's right. If you're still wanting to do that. King Cake is available here locally at Publix and at Meredith's. We got ours from Meredith's here in Franklin. Oh, and that website I was on, it's MardiGrasNewOrleans.com. It has some great information, especially if you truly are going um, with different parade routes and all of that. But it even had local bakeries, too, of where you could get them there. Sure. um, Yeah, so if you're planning a party or... or, um, planning on actually attending i would check out that website cool all right guys that's going to do it for this episode of the steel magnolias podcast we hope to see you here next week 